0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times, and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, happy Man Day for all the men of Elevation. Uh, Congratulations to making it to another Father's Day. And just wanted to do a a shout out and just celebrate all of our men um, that right now, Uh, are enjoying no doubt being pampered at home or with special friends and can I just say to all of our spouses to all of the the girlfriends or potential girlfriends or the single girls out there who want nothing to do with a guy um, be patient with us we are a work in progress Uh, the good news is we're not what we used to be But the challenging news is we're not where we want to be. So um, God's still making us and shaping us. So trust that you all celebrate the men in your life today. I want to share a word with you, and uh, it's only going to take a few minutes. And then after I share this, I'm actually going to interview a good friend of Kathy's and mine and a friend of Elevation's. A little bit more about this subject that we're going to unpack today. And so I want to read to you from Numbers chapter 20, verse 2 to verse 9. And to give you a little bit of context, Israel is under the leadership of Moses. They've been banished to the wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief. And Moses is really, if you look into the life of Moses, he's had a very complicated, uh, trauma filled life. And totally frustrated with with the people. They're always complaining. And and we find this story, which really is is a challenging story, a sad story in the life of Moses. So Numbers chapter 20, it says this. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt? Remember, they were slaves in Egypt to bring us to this evil place. It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them and the Lord spoke to Moses saying take the staff and assemble the congregation you and Aaron your brother and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water so you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give them uh, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle and Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he had commanded him. So there's no water. Uh, The cattle are dying of thirst. They're perishing. The people, their throats are parched and swollen because of the lack of, of, of fluid, yet they still find the energy to complain. And so Moses and Aaron go to meet with God. And the Bible says that the glory of God rests upon Moses and Aaron. Now, in the Old Testament, the, that that glory is translated the weightiness, the, the weight of God. And what would often happen when God would would show up with his presence, it would, it, it would just it'd be like a gravitational pull. And Moses and Aaron found themselves on their faces, on the floor uh, before the presence of God. And God speaks to Moses and tells him three things. He says, take the staff, gather the people, and speak to the rock, and then the water's going to flow. But let's read in verse 10 to see what happened. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock, and he said to them, "Hear now, you rebels, "'shall we bring water for you out of this rock?' And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock.'" You know, I want you to see something here that, that the water still flowed. And even though Moses didn't do and didn't follow the instructions that God had given him, because God is gracious and because of his love for humanity, the water still flowed, the people still got to drink water, and the cattle were still had their thirst quenched. But I want to just uh, remind us never ever to equate fruitfulness with faithfulness. And sometimes it's easy for us to think just because we've got money in our account and our business seems to be going well, well, I must be a faithful servant of God just because we're being fruitful. You know, as a young man uh, in ministry, I can think countless times when in the church I used to be a part of in Brisbane, we would have a guest speaker uh, and I got the privilege of going behind stage, you know, in the green room where special people go and you'd get to talk to these people. But... Oftentimes I I was left disappointed because what you saw behind the scenes was not the same person that was up on the platform. You know, the jokes that they would say, the language that they would use just didn't match up. And yet oftentimes these people, because they were fruitful, were also classed as faithful. And there is a difference between the two. And because of, of God's love for humanity, he still blessed his people. And then verse 12 says this, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. The consequences of Moses not following God's instruction is devastating. Basically, he'd given his adult life to leading Israel uh, out of Egypt had to go through all the issues with Pharaoh and to get Israel into the promised land that God had promised them. But because of this latest incident, uh, God says, hey, you're not going to make it in yourself. In a book written by Pete Scazzaro, he's an author and a pastor from New York, a book called Emotionally Healthy Leadership. He says this, all of us have a shadow shadows are those untamed emotions and behaviors that lie largely unconscious beneath the surface of our lives that constitute the damaged versions of who we are. They may be sinful, they may be simply weaknesses, most importantly they lie concealed just beneath the surface of our more proper selves. And uh, unfortunately for Moses at this pivotal time in his leadership, the shadow version of who he is, comes out and does totally opposite to what God had told him. Uh, reformer and theologian John Calvin said it like this, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. And over this recent few months, for Kathy and myself, we've taken some time to really look into our shadow. And as your pastor, I want to be the first to say, oh, I have a shadow. I know what it's like to... to uh, you know, um, easily mask my discontent in my heart and call it vision. I think leaders are very good at doing that. I found it very easy to hide my sadness behind my busyness. My irritability could be justified by me thinking I'm carrying the responsibility for everyone. That's why I'm so moody. I demanded more of people than what God had actually created them ever to give. Um, We have this mentality when we're working in our shadow that I'm just doing all of this for Jesus. Uh, I think for Kathy that she would ask me, why are you so moody? And I would bite back and say things like, you know, you don't understand how much pressure I'm under. And what I discovered in my shadow was that the work I was doing for God was actually destroying the work of God in my own life. Um, you know the, the times that Kathy would would ask me, you know, what am I speaking on if I if I was speaking on a Sunday, and hit a little tip: if you can't explain it in twenty seconds, then you don't know what you're about to speak on. And I would find myself trying to explain to Kathy what I'm speaking on, and her looking more confused. And then for me, just to shut down and go, uh, well, don't worry about it, and almost treat her like like well, you know obviously you're not smart enough to get what I'm speaking on when in fact it was just my shadow embarrassed because I was exposed and realized that I didn't know what I was going to speak on on Sunday and so we've all got a part of our life called the shadow and what I find is intriguing in this story is that Previous to Moses coming out and doing what he did, and we'll unpack that in a moment, they had just met with God. Him and his brother Aaron had just met with the glory of God. They had sung, I raise a hallelujah a hundred times. The presence of God filled the room. They were on the the floor sucking carpet, but the presence of God didn't actually get into their emotional capacity and change them on the inside. And so Moses comes out still as this irritated, edgy, um, burdened, distracted leader and rebukes the people. And I think it's a challenge for all of us that, you know, another lesson I've learned in in COVID is that, you know, it's called what what Kathy and I called slowed down spirituality and allow the work of God to, to do a full work in our hearts. And one of the challenges we face as we begin to prepare to come back to Sunday services or weekend services is that if that's all we think is going to to Fix us or fill us, then we're going to be really disappointed because as seen in this story, I think a lot of us are like Moses and Aaron. We we attend and we worship and we listen, but the word of God uh, uh, doesn't actually come in. You know, the word of God, we see more as a tool to fix others rather than a treasure to fix us. And we can be in great worship, but the worship doesn't actually come in and transform us on the inside. And so it's got to be more than just a Sunday service. And I believe that discipleship and, and small group gatherings and connectedness with others and accountability is really where the, the uncomfortable, dirty work of discipleship gets done. So what did Moses do that was so wrong? Moses, his shadow version, because it's not the real Moses, his shadow version criticised the people, takes credit for the water and replaces Christ with himself. You know, Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, actually talks about this, verses 1 to 4. He said, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. He's talking about the Israelites in the wilderness and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock. Was Christ. So when Moses comes out, rebukes the people, he says to them, do we, pointing to himself and Aaron, need to bring water from the rock? It was never their job. God does that. But then to strike the rock was actually him saying, I don't trust the process of God coming through for me because I'm so emotionally burnt out. I'm going to make this happen myself. And that in itself was enough for God to say, hey, you know what? You've done this too many times. You're not going to make it into the promises of God. And I'm so grateful for Jesus because when he came and died on a cross for you and I, God doesn't see us the same way anymore that Jesus has taken that pain and disappointment for us. And so God's view of us is much more gracious. But Moses took on a Messiah mentality. I'm the man. I'm the provider. Look what I have done for all of you. And I think one of the most humbling experiences for myself and Kathy over this recent season and and our, and our season of following Jesus is actually to understand that we can't change ourselves, but Jesus can. And to position ourselves in a place where God can actually come and meet with us is really what we are about. And so I want to read to you a couple of little affirmations and they'll be on the screen, but they're really three affirmations I'd love you to write down and maybe just keep them to yourself because in your life, we're going to know and we're going to talk about it in a moment. What, what What do we do about this shadow that we often see? We see it in our marriage, we see it in our parenting, we see it at work, when we're alone. It's that other version, the damaged version of who God has really made us. But let me give you these. I renounce the shadow's lie that I am rejected, unloved, dirty or shameful because in Christ I am completely accepted. I renounce the shadow's lie that I am guilty, unprotected, alone or abandoned because in Christ I am totally secure. I renounce the shadow's lie that I am worthless, inadequate, helpless or hopeless because in Christ I am deeply significant. You know, I think that they would be great affirmations each day to place them in your Bible, place them on your mirror, and to remind yourself that the damaged version of us wants to tell us who we're not, but the true person of who Christ has made us wants to remind us of who we are. You know, Psalm 61 verse 2, as I come to a close, says this, From the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. Or other versions say, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And as I've just shared, that rock is Jesus. And after uh, this part of the service finishes, you're going to have an opportunity to surrender your life to the rock that is higher than every circumstance, every anxiety, every feeling of being overwhelmed that you've ever experienced, and His name is. Is Jesus. So, right now, I am going to be joined by a wonderful friend of Kathy's and mine, and a friend of Elevation. Her name is Heidi Bennett. So I want to read Heidi's little bio here because it's quite impressive. She has a Bachelor of Social Science specializing in counseling, she has a Master's in Play Therapy. She, ha- she has been an advocate in so many areas of mental health and physical health, sexual abuse, trauma, domestic violence and addictions, and you've also, Heidi, uh, are been qualified and trained and, and an expert in the area of play therapy with children and adolescents and helping people to connect. I mean, it is such a great honour for us to be able to look into the world of Heidi Bennett's today for you to be able to help us. So welcome to thank our you. service today. Thank you, Ross. It's a pleasure to be here. And I love the hair. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: It matches the shoes. It matches the shoes? No. I won't kick the my, shoe and talk. I won't
1: kick my leg up in the air.
0: Yeah, please don't, because they are really distracting <laughs> shoes. Bright red. It's fantastic. Got to do it.
1: Being a play therapist, we have to have a bit of fun. So I, I bet you do. Yes, I really Good do. Good on
0: you. Yeah. Hey, Heidi, uh, in talking about the shadow... And we've talked a little bit about yeah, this. Yeah, we have. Uh, underpinning, because I want to give people a few takeaways today. Underpinning any advice that you give us today, what, what's the philosophy? What's the belief system that we've got to adopt before we look at any of the issues in dealing with the shadow? Dealing
1: with the shadow. So I think um, the I think the biggest thing around the shadow is that we need to understand it's part of us. Mm. It it is part of who we are. We all have our shadow side. And um, it's a part of us that a lot of us don't like. It's a part of us that um, we do feel a lot of shame and guilt around. um, And it's a part of us that unless we acknowledge it and we start to um, look for it or find a place where we can start to uncover it, we often people won't even understand it or, or be willing to go there. Mm. So I think that um, talking about Moses um, and his journey, he was a really damaged, sad little boy yeah. that, that went through a, a lot of trauma um, and he got to a place where his shadow came out mm. and sadly it cost him a lot. Yeah. And I think with our shadow, it's often we don't even realise we have a shadow side until we get to a part where we're hurting someone yeah or we lose something big in our lives because that shadow comes out in really awful behaviour or something that damages relationships or, yeah. you know, we lose a job or we get in a really awful position where um, it costs us something really big. Because
0: oftentimes we'll say things like, well, that's just the way I am. Exactly. But if, that, if we're broken... We can't hide behind, well, that's just the way I no, am. No, we
1: can't. We need to acknowledge it. We need yeah. to name it. Yeah. We need to name it. We need to say, um, we need to name our feelings and, and this is what's going on for me. You know, I am angry. I am, I am hurting. I am... Going through this, it's it's not an excuse. This is my behaviour, and mm. this is part of who I am. But I need to work through it. I need to, wow. I need to name it, acknowledge so it. Name it, <laughs> yes.
0: Name it, not like Bruce or something like that. <laughs> not like Bruce. Um,
1: Jake. Jake, you could that, that. would be one Jake for me. Would be, uh, Mine would be um, Hillary.
0: Hillary. Yeah. Hillary. Wow, yeah Hillary.
1: So I, I think you need to name it. Um, yeah. I am, I am hurting. Mm. I am. I am angry and that anger, that's the behaviour that we see, you know, we see, um, you know, if we're in a car and we're screaming at the, the driver next to us, you know, or mm. maybe giving the peace sign, you yes, know, yep. um, and why are we having that behaviour? It's because, something else is going on under that yeah. behaviour. You know, that there's something that's triggered us. It could be what's going on around us. Like COVID at the moment is yeah. a really good example. You know, like you said, we're, we're all sitting in a time where we never have before, where yeah. we're... we're more still than we've ever been, um, which is a great thing, in in my opinion. Um, But for a lot of people, that's really hard to just sit and be still.
0: Because we're seeing things now. We're
1: seeing things. Things are coming up for us like they never have before Mm. in our parenting. You know, Mm. for a lot of people, they've had to homeschool. They've been at home with their their children for the first time and they're starting to parent, you know, or parenting in a different way that they've had to before. So... Mm. Their own stuff about their parenting or their childhoods coming up, and so, you know, it's a big time for people. But we need to name it and say, you know, this is what's going on for me right now, and I don't like it. It's not comfortable, and it's wow. sitting in that discomfort, and that is really sitting
0: difficult in, in discomfort. Yeah. Can I um, uh, let you into a little window for Kathy and myself? What really opened up this journey for us? was, you know, I was a miserable sod to be around. That's, that's if you ask any of the team that I work with, um, just irritable, you know, and Kathy knew and she'd often say, you know, what's wrong? Um, and, you know, typical male, I'm fine, I'm busy, I'm pressured, I'm yeah, serving absolutely. Jesus. Uh, doesn't my face tell you that? <laughs> yes. And um, one night we'd, we'd prepare dinner, we're sitting on the lounge as we, you know, religiously do watching the news and inside I'm going, just tell her, just tell her, just tell her. But the shadow saying, no, don't trust it, don't trust it, you know, you'll be fine, and I just blurted it out, I'm sad.
1: Yeah, you named it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and, and to actually put a name yeah. to I feel sad. Absolutely. Um, it, it, was, it was scary, it was vulnerable because she could have said, oh, that's good, pass me the remote Absolutely. so I can change the channel. <laughs> and That would have been like, whoops. Um, but she didn't. She no. actually came and sat on my lap and we nice. cried together and... But it, it opened a door Absolutely. for us. So so, so to name it... Absolutely. ..you've got to trust the people in your area, in your space? Absolutely.
1: They've got to... To trust the people in your space, to trust that they'll hold the space for you, that they what will... What does that mean, hold the space? So that, that they will sit with you in that space, that, yep. that's that protective space around you, that they will give you the time... Okay. The non-judgment, permission. the compassion, the, the, yeah, the, the compassion, the permission to feel. Wow. So, uh, for a lot of us, um, we're never open to going to that shadow side because we never give ourselves the permission to go there. And that's yeah. being vulnerable. You know, vulnerable, vulnerability, you know, for I know for myself personally, you know, I never wanted to be vulnerable because it was a sign of weakness, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's a lot for me too in my childhood, you know, yeah. you know, being told, you know, suck it up, you know, yeah. be bright, you know, you've got to be brave, you've got to be bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and they're those internal messages that go on, yeah. hey, so, you know, to be able to have someone give you permission to feel like Kathy did, you yeah. know, like just to, yeah. to just sit with you in that space, to not judge you, to not even say anything mm-hmm. sometimes. You don't want someone to go, I'll fix it yeah, for you, or yeah, I'll yes. make it better uh-huh. for you. You don't need that, you just need someone just to be with you, just to no judgment, to show you the compassion and kindness. And we also need to do that for ourselves. Mm. When our shadow side is coming up and when we're, this new stuff is coming up for us that we've never seen, these sides of us that are starting to come up, um, we need to really be kind to ourselves to show ourselves wow. compassion and kindness because it's unknown territory.
0: Yeah. So being kind to yourself, because, you know, I'm a self-critic, so Join the you, you, <laughs> um, So you tend to see that, okay, I've got an issue, I'm, I'm weak. or I'm, So being kind to yourself, what does that look like for people? I think, people?
1: like you were saying before, those affirmations, so it's kind of sometimes like flipping the script too. So giving yourself time, you know, f- being transparent too with myself in COVID, you know, being still, you know, we're so busy at going, going, going. It's, you know, being kind, giving yourself the space. Again, being compassionate and and knowing that we didn't know this stuff until we know this stuff, hey, Um, until it comes into our awareness, we, we don't know, you know. We always, as Christians, we, you know, talk about God loving all of us. Well, we need to love all of us too, wow. warts and all, you know, wow. the ugly side of us, the anger side of us and all of that because it's, you know, we, we need to not excuse the behaviour mm. but we need to understand the behaviour mm. um, and, you know, get support around the behaviour, finding people that we trust, you yep. know, in our, in our groups, in the church, in our pastor, in our families, in a f- good trusted friend. Yep. Um, if it's a, you know... In a counsellor, a mental health support person, somebody that can hold that space for us, that can be there, but also mm. showing ourselves the same kindness and compassion and care that Kathy shows you, mm. that my husband shows me, mm. that my children show me, when they know I'm not myself, when that yep. shadow side of me comes up, yep. you know, um, yeah, that's so important. That's probably the most important part.
0: You know, one of the the naming of that that I went through and and discovered about myself is that I have a fear of mm-hmm. embarrassment. Yeah. And, um, you know, will always, which is why I would react to Cathy when she says, you know, what's your sermon about? And I can't really articulate it. Well, rather than face my vulnerability and embarrassment and going, Gee, yeah, I, I was going to suck that, that sermon, I kind of, you know, belittle her. Yes. Yeah. That makes me feel safe. And it's interesting that you say, you know, safe people, well, Cathy and I bought a horse. And, and Cash is my horse because that's all he takes from now on to keep him going. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing how it, it's, its I mean, I think people are, are strategic, but sometimes it's, you know, I, I think you've talked earlier about, uh, to me personally, about pet therapy as well. Yeah, how, pet therapy how is he, brilliant. He's, he is safe.
1: He is safe. Well, he's not going to talk to anyone, no, is he? and he exposes every <laughs> bit of
0: embarrassment because I can't ride properly and I fall off and he bites me. And, yeah. and so it's it, it's almost like it's, part of the journey is me is God making me face it even through different avenues oh absolutely well
1: well, I know myself in play therapy so sometimes in you know when I'm doing play therapy with children and um we give them something tangible to hold on to take home and we might give them a teddy bear or a soft toy and we'll say to them you know this is your special little friend and you can talk to them you know you can talk to them and tell them your stuff because we know that that's not going to go and tell anyone anything, yeah. is it? No. So, you know, well, sometimes giving them something like that to, to talk. I
0: think it's beautiful that, that um, and a part of my learning is that God uses... Everything yeah, to reach absolutely, us. Absolutely, sure. And I does. think sometimes we're so narrow thinking, oh no, it's only got to come through, you know, a church service or through, you know, scripture. Obviously, we don't go against scripture. Oh, of course but not. A stuffed teddy bear.
1: Absolutely, you know. A horse. A, horse.
0: a, a, a friend at work. Absolutely. A, a sport that we absolutely. learn something about ourselves.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't just, and I know myself, and I think too, that's our shadow. Ca- If you think about it, that's our shadow side too of the guilt and shame, you know, growing up as children, myself through the church and that, having that guilt and shame or if I you know if I go against God by going out and reaching somewhere else. Yes. But God knows our heart. Yeah. God knows we still love him first yeah. you know and foremost. Yeah. And he's giving us these other people and these other avenues to utilize as well.
0: So good. Yeah. Heidi thank you so much oh, thank for you. Um, opening up your world just a little bit today. I want to thank everyone for staying engaged with us and can I really encourage you hey that if this shadow in, in your life is is trying to get dominance um, find a safe space. Talk to someone. You know There'll be some numbers on the screen that you know if you're feeling that this is really kind of spiraling out of control uh, under the power of this shadow, that there's some um, different people that you can call. But um, you're not alone in this. We're all a work in progress. And I, as your lead pastor, I-, I am the chief of all works in progress. So I trust that you have a great remainder to Father's Day and can't wait to see you all soon.